0: Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales leader looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Uh, I was going to say... Welcome to the 9th of December being a beautiful day, but in fact, it is anything but. If, you look at, if I look out the window here in the Macedon Ranges, it, uh, it looks like winter. It's raining, it's cold, it's miserable, uh, it's just bleak, and uh, you would think that this is the middle of June, because this is what it looks like here in the Macedon Ranges in the middle of winter, uh, not at the 9th of December, where there should be sun shining, birds cheeping, chirping and cheeping, and all that sort of stuff and uh, a lot of warmth in the air, but it uh, it is what it is. We have to embrace it because we cannot do anything about it. And in today's podcast, that's exactly what I want to talk about. I want to talk about, uh, certainly from a leadership perspective, how we embrace and lead through change. Now, change is one of the things that is absolutely inevitable. And if you look back over the last 20 months that we've been through uh, major upheaval globally, but also uh, maybe from your family's perspective, you might have had people affected directly by uh, by COVID in terms of not being able to work, work or having close contacts with people who've had COVID, etc. One thing is for sure is we've had to get better at adapting to change. And for many people, it's very, very challenging, very, very difficult. And uh, certainly for leaders, a lot of leaders out there also have some real challenges when it comes to dealing with change. And uh, I've got a perfect example because uh, I woke up this morning to find a text message come through from uh, from a group that I'm facilitating with at the moment to say that on Monday, there was a person who was COVID positive and therefore everybody who was in the facility on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday needs to isolate, get a COVID test and uh, wait for the results. So um, hey, change is striking yet again. And uh I was with people yesterday, so obviously uh I've I've just now got my first COVID test. I've just actually literally come back from getting the the COVID test. And if you've had one, uh a lot of people say, oh it's like it's like somebody touching the back of your cranium through your nostrils. And I thought, well, surely that can't be that 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 bad. But uh yep, it's that bad. It's certainly doesn't tickle. Now, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but nonetheless, it's uh, the first time I've had one, and um, I have to embrace change because all of a sudden, my whole schedule has now been potentially turned upside down, now sitting here waiting for the test results to come back. So it's a perfect example of change is always happening, and I think as leaders, as we move forward, we have the responsibility, and I talk about this a lot. as leaders, we've got to take the responsibility for absolutely everything that happens within our our, uh, environment, irrespective of whether we have direct involvement in that or whether we've actually caused what's happened in that particular environment. We take responsibility anyway, because only when we can do that can we actually have some conscious thought and build some tangible tactics and strategies to lead our team through whatever change and whatever transition is happening at that particular moment. Because one thing is for absolute certainty that there will be more change coming. Now, we as leaders therefore need to prepare our team for the environment to change pretty much on a dime. And if you're one of those leaders who has been used to certainty, who's been driven by certainty and is very structured in your thinking and needs to have everything lined up before you actually take a level of action or before your team takes a level of action, I got to got to say that unless we can adapt and find a way to be a little bit more nimble uh, as things as things happen, then we may well be left behind because your team is relying on a, a leader who can generate certainty in the midst of uncertainty. And that's what I want to talk about today. Change is inevitable and we as leaders must, must embrace it. And I think if we look at society today and what's happened certainly over the last two years in relation to COVID and all the, all the upheaval that's caused around the world, I think the, the pace of change has actually uh, sped up. Uh, I think change has always been there, and for many organizations and for many leaders within organizations, many of them have been very slow to adapt and slow to change. And even today, we still see some people who are hanging on to the past for dear life. It's like the big ball and change, just desperately wanting to hang on and hoping against hope that things will get back to what they were used to pre-COVID. So you think back to the beginning of 2019, first and foremost, we, we would never have anticipated what would happen at the end of 2019, 20, and therefore 2021. But looking back on that now, there is a lot, a lot of people who are still desperately clinging to the hope that at some stage, we will go back to how life was back at the beginning of 2019. And we've got to say, the reality check here is it's never, ever going to be the same. Yes, there's a lot of bad things that have happened. There's lots of challenging things that have happened, which has fundamentally changed the way that not only we live our lives, but certainly the way that we do business moving forward. But also you've got to look at what are the positive things that come out of the last 20 months as well. There's been a lot of positive things. And even talking to some people yesterday, one of the things that um, that came out of the conversation and we were talking about change and embracing change was the fact for many people leading up to the COVID episode or leading up to, say, March 2020, people were re- really, really moving quickly. They were always busy and they weren't necessarily spending as much conscious attention to their family and friends as perhaps they have now over the last two years. And for many people, it's been an opportunity to rekindle friendships and rebuild relationships and to form new relationships and to really appreciate what they've got in their life and certainly the other people that they have around them in their life as well. And so they've been able to go through a period of change and look at things from a perspective of, you know what, there's nothing I can do about this situation that we find ourselves in, but what I can do is I can double down on uh, focusing my attention on the people that mean the most to me and overwhelmingly the conversation yesterday with a group of people was was that very fact that even though their entire life and their business their business life has been turned upside down over the last 20 months what it has taught them is to appreciate the people who are nearest and dearest to them now what that does do is it now provides a platform for these people to move forward and when they get back to some sense of normality whatever that means into the back end of 2021 and into 2022 It means that their focus is still going to be on how do they maintain and continue to build those strong relationships, which means there won't necessarily be as much attention placed on prioritizing work at all costs, perhaps how they they did even two to three years ago. So things have changed which means that we've been able to adapt through change. And in many cases, we've been forced to. So the key message out of today's episode is, guys, change is going to happen. Change is inevitable and change has always been here. And change has always been having an effect on everything we do. We need to continue to embrace it. And certainly as leaders, we need to lean into the change and help our team through the transition curve that happens when change is forced upon us. And sometimes when we go through change, consciously right so as we as leaders how do we adapt to change and how do we embrace change and how do we look at change are we are we somebody who uh puts our puts a hands up and says i want to resist it because i don't want to uh, i don't want to deal with what what potentially is some unknown areas and it might mean that i have to get outside of my comfort zone anymore and i don't want to do that well if that's the case you're going to be left behind or you're somebody who's ready to embrace whatever's thrown in front of you and know that you've got the resources and the ability to get through whatever it is you've got to get through and lead teams through that process as well because you've got a sense of certainty about you. So one of the things we share often with with groups in relation to change is, first and foremost, that change is often forced upon us, and sometimes it comes out of the blue. So that's the first thing. If you accept that, then... And as a leader, we can think about, okay, what can I do in this period of change? How can I learn to lean into this change? And how can I learn to lead my team into this change in the most effective way? So we can see the seeds of the possibility that come through whatever's happening in terms of the change. Now, one of the best ways to explain this is to take people through a change model. So what actually happens through periods of change and what sort of transitions do people make when we're going through periods of change? Remembering that some changes are forced upon us and some changes we are consciously wanting to perform and wanting to put in place, so we have to go through this transition curve. And I share this a lot with teams, and we're sharing this at the moment with a group of people in relation to uh, taking taking them through periods of change and coming out the other side even better leaders so they can lead their teams into the new, into the new year in particular. And so it comes from William Bridges. And it's known as the Bridges Transition Model. And essentially, when it comes to change, there are three key components to this that people go through in terms of transition points, if you like. Now, one thing to think about this is people will adapt to change differently and their approach to change will also be different. So as I explained, these three zones, if you like, in relation to a transition model, not everybody's going to go through each of these particular zones. Some will go through all of them and some will stay in them for a longer period of time. So this is just uh, hopefully a level of awareness for you, certainly as a leader, that as you're taking your team through change and as you're going through change, you and them will be going through some sort of transition and just be aware of what those transition components are and also be conscious of what are some of the emotions that might pop up as well in each of those zones So that certainly as a leader, you can help and lead your team through those and help them manage those emotions to take more affirmative and more positive action to get a better outcome and come out of the end of that change a much better version of themselves. So there are three core zones in the transition model. You've got the endings, which is literally the ending of something. You've got the neutral zone, which is almost like the transition lounge between something ending, and then you've got your third zone, which is the new beginning. Now, I often explain this to people based on the hero's journey. And if you're well-versed on the hero's journey, and a lot of the big blockbuster movies have based their plots on the hero's journey. Essentially, the hero goes through a number of steps, and they start off in the old world. So the old world is how things were, say, two years ago, or in some cases, how things are today. Now, at some point, that old world is gonna end. And so the hero of the story has to transition from the old world into a new world but they have to go through a transition period so they literally have to cross the threshold and the threshold is going into a neutral zone or in a zone of unknown before they can then break into the new world so the endings and think just think about where you were in march 2020 when when covid really hit around the world what were you doing and also think back many years ago that if you're if you're around when 9-11 happened on september 11 2001 I guarantee that if you're around, you knew exactly what you were doing, what you were wearing, who you were with when you saw the events unfold in New York City on that particular day back in 2001. And so the ending part is there'll be something that causes the old world to come to a grinding halt or start the transition into the new world. So when that happens, there could be a number of things that happen to people. There could be denial first and foremost, and if you'll think about... The reports that were coming out in March 2020 from all the politicians, business leaders and pretty much saying the only way that we can stop this is to lock everybody down. One of the first uh, feelings you might have had is complete denial to say this cannot possibly be happening and it could be shock, it could be anger, it could be all sorts of different emotions, but there's almost like a jolt that says, hey, something's fundamentally different and it kind of marks the end of how we knew life to be at that particular moment. And so you start that transition curve into moving towards being a neutral zone. So over a period of time, and for for different people, it could be different periods of time. It could be minutes, hours, days, in some cases, weeks, months, or even in some extreme cases, years, we start to move from the denial phase into an area of resistance where, okay, we've seen this happen. We're starting to make some sense of what's actually happening. We can't actually believe what we're seeing is real, but... We then start to recognize that, you know what, this is not a dream. This is actually happening. So there might be some other emotions that come up because we're now moving into a stage of resistance. So we might be resisting having to change. We might be now recognizing that, hey, this has happened, right? COVID's here or whatever the, whatever the change is. And, and the initial shock, I have kind of got over it. But I've now moved into a stage Well, it means I've got to do something. And that might be uncomfortable. So I'll, I'll naturally want to resist that. I'll be hoping that I can just maintain... The status quo, so there might be a level of stress that's created. There might be a level of anxiety that's created, but you might also be quite frustrated and and looking for ways to avoid doing the things that you know you need to do. And as leaders, it's really important for us to show the way to our team that if we're going through this ending phase where the world as we know it has coming to an end, and we are going through our own feelings of denial and resistance, we have to very quickly move through. Into the new beginning phase where we start to embrace what is potentially a new way of doing things. In order to get that, the transition lounge is really the neutral zone where there potentially is a lot of ambiguity because you don't know what we're about to put in place, if that's going to work, if it's going to lead to positive progress. And so, people sitting in the neutral zone, there's a level of uncertainty here. Now, if you're driven by certainty, then this is going to be very, very uncomfortable. And this is where, this is literally in the hero's journey, the transition from the old world to the new world, where you have to cross the threshold and you have to take, in many cases, a leap of faith because you don't, you know you can't stay in the old world and you don't want to stay in this, this sea of uncertainty, so you've got to very quickly move into the new beginning. And this is why it's really important that as a leader, we don't wet ourselves to the outcome. We simply look at what is the steps we can take. And sometimes the only step we can take is to take one step forward, and that should be good enough. Because by taking that step, we are crossing the threshold from the old world into the new world. And this is where Bridges talks about the new beginning. So once, the, once you've gone through the neutral zone, you've crossed the threshold, Moving into the new beginning, you're now starting to explore what could be a new world. So there could be a whole host of different emotions that are starting to come up, including maybe acceptance that, hey, the old world is the old world, and I can never go back to the old world. So I'm, I better accept that things are changing and look for what are the positive things that I'm now going to be faced with and move forward with. So it's it's where we're now going to start to explore and look for opportunities to learn new things and start to create innovation and start to create some creativity as we embrace the new beginnings of the new world. And so once you get through that phase, then it gets to a point of, okay, I'm taking another step and another step, and all of a sudden, I start to have a sense of hope, I start to get re-energized, and I might see a new level of purpose that starts to emerge, and I start to make a commitment to take further, further steps and fully embrace the new beginning. Now, I'm not neglecting the old world, I'm using the old world as a platform to springboard into the new world and create a new beginning. So if you look at all the businesses that have, first of all, survived and then ended up thriving over the last two years, they're the ones that have actually been able to embrace and accept, hey, the world as we knew it is no longer there. We can no longer rely on our business model that we have been relying on to continue to generate revenue and to expand. So we have to adapt a new way. And there's lots of examples where you had people who were running pubs that were shut down that all of a sudden reverted to creating hand sanitizers or you had manufacturers that couldn't manufacture their normal product who then started to manufacture face masks and all these different types of examples. And there's examples in literally every industry where organizations and leaders within those organizations have been able to adapt to the change that was in front of them not get bogged down and caught up in the old world and resist it to the point where they were hoping that things would pass over. In other words, sticking their head in the sand and hoping things would get better on their own. They embraced the ambiguity, they embraced the uncertainty and they used that as a platform to create a new beginning. And for many of these businesses, whilst they might still have some challenging times ahead of them, they're fundamentally adapted to the new environment and they've now created a new beginning, which is like green shoots that will bear fruit way, way down the track. So the key message out of today is, as leaders, understand this, that change is inevitable. And if you've got a team who is relying on you to lead them into the new world, then we better make sure that we are adapting to and accepting that change is going to happen and look for ways where we can use it as a platform to jump into a new world and create new opportunities, not just for ourselves, but more importantly, for our team. So if you can do that, then you'd be well on your way to creating some sustainable results for your team. It might mean your business model changes. It might be the whole industry changes. But it means that there's new opportunities that are created that comes off the back of closing a chapter and exiting the old world. So trust that message makes sense. Hope that is of value to you and your sales team. And uh, as a key reminder, before we wrap up, love to work with your one-on-one. If you are committed and looking to take your leadership to an entirely new level, you believe there's more potential to be extracted from you and you also believe there's more potential to be extracted from your team. If that is the case, Love to have a conversation with you about working with you one-on-one over the next 90 days and help you become that exceptional sales leader that you know you are destined to become. To do that, simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, and we'll put a plan of action together so we can start working as early as early next week on creating that dream for you over the next 90 days and get you well on the way to being that exceptional sales leader. So, Very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar. Go to leadwithdarren.com And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.